Hey, everybody, and welcome to Learning from Smart People. I am your host, Rob Oliver, and I wish you a very good day wherever it is on this globe that we live on that you are joining me from. Thank you for being here today. I Welcome to Learning from Smart People. And I think you're going to enjoy this today because you are learning from a smart person. And that, of course, would not be me, but it would be my guest. My guest today is Tierra Tucker. She, uh, she re- lives in Dallas, Texas, which I'm not going to hold that against her, hoping that she's not a Cowboys fan, um, but we'll, we'll leave that one go. Uh, she is known as an empowerment connector who wears many tiaras. To name a few, she is a sought-after PR strategist, empowering speaker, event creator and host, a panel moderator, a communication coach, a social justice activist, a mental health advocate, a philanthropist, an executive producer, and the visionary founder and CEO of the Tierra PR Network, LLC, and Speak That Movement. In March of 2021, she was featured in Black Enterprise as one of the 10 amazing Black women making moves right now. Tierra, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rob, for having me. I'm I love what you're doing, so I appreciate chatting with you today and your audience. Well, no, no problem with that at all. I appreciate you, what you're doing, which is why I've got to have you as a guest on my show. It's 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 very cool. And so, tell me a little bit about it. Like you have got a lot of stuff going on. The the like you're wearing a tiara. You are the princess of the kingdom of tiara. And like, tell me a little bit about how you got all of this like how how this all started and how, I'm assuming that it wasn't like you woke up one day and became a PR strategist and a speaker and everything all at once. I, what's the backstory? Where, how did this all start? <laughs> yes, great question. And, you know, when I hear people read my short bio, I laugh because I'm like, that's a lot of stuff, right? And so, <laughs> so I shorten it because I just like to say, you know, at the end of the day, I'm an empowerment connector. I love to empower people, whether that's empowering people through my organizations, through me speaking, through me posting on social media, whatever it might be. I think that's a nice summary for all of those of those names and titles and and projects and efforts. But I will say in all seriousness, I really I feel like I'm just doing the things that I love. Right. So. I, I, I know that since I was a little girl, I've had a passion for communicating, a passion for communications. I've always been one that wasn't afraid to like get in front of people and speak or represent others, represent the school at, with different endeavors. And so as I got older, it just kept going. You know, in college, I was active, various leadership roles on the college campus. Then I started my corporate career. And on top of all that, I do have a corporate career. Um, So, and even in my corporate career, I'm working in the public affairs space, the corporate responsibility space. So when I think about all of the different things that I'm doing, it's really just been a natural progression of me just doing what I love. And with the, the Tierra PR network, I decided to just one day put a name to things that people were reaching out to me for, whether it was speaking or helping with events. And then I was obviously hosting my own events or 
editing books and just different efforts. So I said, you know, I'm going to put a name on it, which I did. And then with my nonprofit, it just really started with me years ago. I would, I hosted a a community event in Illinois. I named it Speak That. My thought was it would just be an event uh, where I had um, spoken word artists empowering and, and inspiring and entertaining people via the spoken word as a form of art. And then that led to more events that led to collaborations, which has now led to a brand that I turned into a nonprofit organization. So that's like a short version of how I don't even know start and end points. It's just been a flow of progression. Yeah. So I love, I love the story of that. And it's which none of you, so many people start off trying to figure out, okay, what can I do to make money? And you're looking at it very much the other way. It sounds like where it's like you're doing your thing and you realize, wait a minute, there's, there's, there is business here, but you didn't start with an interest in business. You started with an interest in making a difference in the world, which is it, does that accurately reflect kind of what I'm hearing in your story? It does. I I honestly would say that um, it's just, it was passion. It was, what I loved, what I enjoyed, what other people saw as my gifts and my talents and myself as well. And then you hit, you know, light bulb goes off like, wait, oh, this could be a business and things like that. So, you know, and, and granted, I know some people may be the other way around. They may go out, create the business and then eventually like it. Right. Well, I believe in the model, you know, if you're doing what you love, it doesn't really feel like work. So that's probably why people are always in awe when they're reading the bio and they see all of these just these names and titles, but the grand scheme of things, I don't look at it as titles. I just look at it as I'm Tierra, and these are just things that I I do. Right. Not I, that it's easy. Yep. And and that's that is I think what it what is such a cool thing to say like these are this is what I have to contribute and I to I choose to utilize the tools and abilities that I have to, um, to assist and to make a difference. It, all right, I, you used a phrase that I've never heard before. And so I'd like to talk about that. The phrase is an empowerment connector. Okay. And you know, there's our empowerment coaches. There are, but you said an empowerment connector. Is that a, is that a phrase that's original with you or did you get it from somewhere? Or, and what does it mean? Yes, great question. So I hope that nobody else has it trademarked because honestly, when I would uh, put my bio together, I'm like, oh my God. So then I just started like brainstorming, wanting to be creative. Like, how can I summarize all this? Like, I don't like titles. People that know me know I'm not a fan of titles, right? I think too many times people hide behind all these titles and then there's a competition on whose title is better than the next. And it's like, just show me. You don't have to tell me, right? We show we, we show people our titles based on our actions, in my opinion. So with me, I just started thinking, like, what do I love? You know, what's like um, a foundational piece of the different things that I do? What do people uh, refer to me as or what do people think of me as? And I felt like a, a common thread was empowerment. Um, I believe in empowering people and myself. And so I use that word, then the connector. And I'm like, well, I connect people. I connect people via empowerment, whether that's my 
Speak That Movement nonprofit, where I'm connecting people with the efforts that we have, when I'm connecting people with the novelties that I've created, such as the Speak That Movement empowerment calendar, whether I'm connecting people through the Speak That Talks live shows that I was hosting for over 50 consecutive Thursdays since May 7th of last year. Mm. I had guest speakers from all over the country and a few outside of the United States. And I was connecting people through their empowering and inspiring and motivating words. So then I think about my PR firm. My goal is to you know, promote, progress, and protect clients. But there's a form of empowerment with that. You know, I can provide the tools, I can provide you the resources, I can give you the things that you need, but I'm also going to empower you. And when I speak, I love to empower with my words. So that's just kind of this, this name that I was like, and then it became catchy to me. And two words are a lot better than the 30 that you just read, right? So that's just kind of how I pulled that together. Right. So <laughs> when you say a connector, I'm hearing you say you're connecting people with other people. You're connecting people with resources. You're connecting people with opportunities. It's it's not just being a people connector. It's um, helping people get connected and plugged in to to all of the things that surround them, not just to the people that surround them. It, is that a is that what you're doing? And I'll, and, and I'll take that deeper because people are connecting with themselves. Mm. Like when I speak, my ultimate goal when I speak or when I'm on a podcast, when I'm being interviewed. I want to say words that will help people connect within themselves, make people feel inspired, motivated, encouraged. So there's a connecting piece there. You know, I've had people shoot me notes like, wow, thank you for that. Uh, I just want to let you know that I just started this new business. But it was something that they might have heard. It might have been something that they attended, maybe that I hosted or created, or maybe they, they were a part of a of an event and they did connect with other people, but through that connection, maybe they internalized things. So I would say that it's a combination of connecting externally and internally as well. Yeah, that's beautiful. I, I love that. Okay, so when you talk about empowerment, what do you think is the opposite of empowerment? The, that a lot of, I, I would imagine that there's a lot of people that would that are not feeling empowered, not feeling inspired, not feeling this. What is, to you, is the opposite of empowered? Mm, that's a really good question. I would say the opposite of, I can think of a few words. I'm just going to go off the top of my head here. The opposite of empowerment. Um, and I think of that as, you know, you're empowered. You have the power, whatever that might be. The opposite of empowerment could be, uh, oppression. The opposite of empowerment could be fear. The opposite of empowerment could be um, lack of confidence, uh, lack of resources. It could be um, inequalities, okay. right? Like I could tell you all day long, hey, you're empowered to do this or, you know, empower yourself. But if you don't have perhaps certain ingredients, whether that's your own confidence, or your own belief, or whatever resources you might need. So I think that those are just some of the things that I think are kind of the opposite, or maybe uh, can prevent empowerment. Right, it, and it's the people that, the, the fact that you need empowerment 
implies that there is a lack of strength there, right? There's a lack of power. And so whether that power is something that is, um, that you are just not availing yourself of, or whether that power is someone, something that someone else is, is, um, you know, preventing you from achieving or preventing you from utilizing it's all. And so I think your definition is, is spot on. And it, there are so many people because so many people that need empowerment. I, there are um, just any number of populations, whether it's from my side, the disability population, um, you know, or whatever other group that's out there. There are groups that are marginalized groups that are oppressed groups that are stigmatized groups that are, that experience discrimination. And um, I think it's really important though, from my perspective, and I'd love to get your reaction to this, that to realize that no one else is going to give you power. No one else is going to empower you. You, you can hear someone give an empowering message, but it's not until you take it for yourself that it's, that it's going to make a difference. And I, I think about that, especially for somebody like me having a disability, I'm in a wheelchair and people think that I am stupid because I'm in a wheelchair. People think that I'm deaf because I'm in a wheelchair. You know, there's so many, and I had to come to realize that their opinion of me only affected me in the way that I allowed it to affect me. It only affected my value in the way that I accepted what they were saying about me it, to be, their opinions are on them. Their prejudice is on them. Their stigma is on them. Um, I have to take the power to say, listen, I do not accept the labels that you've put on me. I don't accept the marginalization that you've given. Uh, I've got to make the choice myself. Does that resonate with you? Yes. Actually, what you just said was so empowering. Like, <laughs> I appreciate hearing that, but you're right. And what I love about that, Rob, is the ownership of it, right? Like people can pay hundreds and thousands of dollars for it to hear a motivational speaker. But guess what? What are you gonna do with what you've heard? Somebody can tell you all day long, hey, you, you are amazing. You, you can be the next CEO of a company. You can be an entrepreneur. You can write that next book. I'm gonna empower you. Here are the, the things you need. Here's everything, but if you, don't feel that way or you don't have that mindset or you don't have those thoughts then I think that that's can be the biggest roadblock yeah I so my my initial reaction to that is this there there's a difference between motivation and empowerment and here's what I think it is okay you can go listen to a motivational speaker and it's like a rah rah yeah yeah yeah, yeah and and you get a certain amount of energy from that but that energy kind of dissipates over the next, I mean, I'll be generous, six months, right? Mm -hmm. That a motivational speaker can get you going for six months. But when you are empowered, when you have someone who opens your own mind to the possibilities that exist in your world, then that changes your life. And that's, that's the difference between motivation and empowerment. What do you think about that idea? I think that's, that's articulated so well. And then the beauty of that is the snowball effect, right? Right. An empowered person can empower others and others, and then generations can feel empowered, and then communities can feel empowered. And then look at the snowball effect. It's not motivation. I mean, yeah, it includes motivation, right. but it's like, you know what? We can do this. We can be this. We can own our 
next home. We can, whatever it might be, it's like, it's a, it's a different feeling. Yeah. And again, I feel like, I feel like I keep um, giving you all of my stuff instead of actually, we're having more of a conversation, we're having a conversation (laughs) rather than an interview, which isn't usually my style, but uh, because I'm thinking about this, even to me, becoming an entrepreneur myself is a form of empowerment because realizing in the dis- with a disability, um, I am experiencing some discrimination in the, in the workplace, okay? Where I'm, having, I'm going in, I'm, getting, I'm interviewing for a job and I'm not getting the jobs that I'm interviewing for. I'm not getting a call back, I'm not any of those things. I can get a job, but it's in the disability service industry which is all nonprofits. And so my earning potential is somewhat limited with that. Um, and to say, you know what, I've, I've had it with relying on other people to figure out how to earn for me to earn a living. I'm going to do this myself and I'm going to basically become the captain of my own ship. And my earning potential is only limited by what I'm, what I'm willing to do and what I'm capable of. And so in that way, it's a empowerment shows up in so many different ways does that does that make sense to you no that makes total sense and i think that i mean that is just such a great example thank you for sharing that because you know i personally believe and this is my thought is that some of the greatest ideas are the greatest um next levels in life come because of a potential limitation or roadblock or denials or you know someone being not considered and I mean even my star like my things a lot of the things that I do I can't wait on someone else to give me um a green light to do something well guess what if I want to create something if I want to do something then I'm going to do it because I am empowering myself to say I see a a, a missing uh link here or I see an opportunity so I think that that is so dead on because you know would we have had light bulbs if there wasn't a need? Would we have had stoplights if there wasn't a need? But it, it took individual and individuals rather to say, hmm, you know, and I think that even with your example, sometimes uh, people put, give, how do I put this? Sometimes we put power into the hands of people who don't deserve it. You know, like that is one of my, I will just say this, one of my frustrations at times when I think about certain workplaces, right? And I'm not saying any in particular, I'm not even saying my own, I'm saying in general, there are so many talented people who are passed up because of things and characteristics and, and that don't even apply. Like, why does it matter if somebody can walk or, or be in a wheelchair to have a job where they might be sitting down anyway? Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously, yep. why in a job description does it even have to list must be able to carry 30 pounds if the job doesn't even require you to carry anything? Right. So <laughs> uh, you are you're preaching to the choir. And um, I do I do some work with HR professionals to talk about moving to actual function-based job descriptions. Like what is, what does the person actually do when they're on the job? And the, in that way, it really creates a, an interview in which you say, okay, 
here is what you do. So that this is a job for a janitor. You've got it. They're going to sweep the, they're going to use the broom. There's going to be, they're going to collect dust pans. They're going to empty garbage cans. They're going to wash windows. Okay. So these, these are the actual tasks that are involved. Are you going to be able to do those? And so to have that conversation with me and say, okay, you know what? This is, this job's not a good fit for me because pushing around the broom's not going to work. I'm not gonna be able to empty the garbage cans. And you know, um, I, I mean, maybe if we attach the broom to my wheelchair, I can do that part, but, but to be able to say, okay, that's what this job is about. It's not a good fit for me. And it actually works better for both the HR person and for the person being interviewed so that they're both on the same page and says, you know what, this isn't going to work. The other thing that is a really good opportunity though in there is if the HR person had made an assumption that you can't do this, yes, that, but now that they, now that you've got it, you say, okay, here's what the actual job description is. Here's what the functions of the job are. How, how are you going to be able to accomplish these with or without accommodations? And we can talk about it from that way. But you're, I mean, the other pieces that go with that, it's not just disability, it's skin color, it's gender, it's uh, just any, any number, it's age, the, any number of factors in which people, it, there's assumptions made about them. There's anyway. It, yeah, and, there's, and, that's, and that's where the biasness comes in, right? Whether it's unconscious bias, intentional biasness. And I, and I think that that's where sometimes injustices may come into play or, you know, even discrimination where it's like, how about if the powers that be are more specific on exactly what they're wanting and desiring and needing and then making it a, a truly equally opportunity, truly equal opportunity space for people and not pulling in those biased thoughts. Yeah. And in some ways what you're talking about with, with the pulling those thoughts in it, it is easy to, to suck in negativity. And as you, as you bring that in, it affects your own psyche. It affects your own, the way that you think about the world and the way that you think about yourself and it affects your, your mental health really. Can, Absolutely. Uh, do you, what are your thoughts about mental health and the way that it, uh, the way that it is impacted by the, a lack of empowerment and the way that uh, it can be empowered, you know, for the way that it can be impacted for people that um, are taking the power to themselves? Yes, excellent question. And I'm I'm really passionate about um, mental health and mental health advocacy because, you know, I'm sure at some point it, uh, a lot of people, and I won't even say all, I'll be honest, I'll say a lot of people may have experienced certain things in their life, whether it was in the workplace, outside of the workplace, just, just relationships, whatever, where uh, our mental health might be impacted because of what somebody else said or what somebody else did or did not do or did not say, right? Because it can go both ways or uh, always basically. And I do think that, you know, mental health, oh my God, it, it is, that's the number one attack, right? The mind. And then from there, uh, beliefs can be created. They could be inaccurate beliefs, you know? Someone may feel like, oh, I'm not good enough or, oh, this impediment of this this um, disability or all oh, my skin color or all oh, my gender, whatever it might be, is a problem. So then that can 
create mental, uh, I'll say issues. And then that can result in confidence that can result in self-esteem, insecurity. And then that can just, just keep going on and on if people don't feel empowered enough to say, wait a minute, hold on. That person's opinion of me doesn't really matter. Mm. That's not a true statement. I don't believe that. And, and one thing that I have seen a lot is sometimes the most unimpressive people can leave the biggest impact on people. You know, like yeah. I think about that a lot. Like, wait a minute, that person in my life was not even impressive, but they had that much control over my future, my career or whatever it might be. And so when we really pause sometimes to think about that, and I know it's hard. That's why depression exists. Sure. That's why anxiety exists. Because if it was easy and we could just easily say, nope, I'm not taking that. I'm not believing that. We wouldn't have mental health issues, right? So I know it's not easy, but I do think that to me, an important thing is to just recognize it and try to take control over it, maybe as it's happening or as it's progressing. And then to try to take that control back, right? Maybe that's a relationship that isn't needed. And that may not be easy to leave a relationship, but mm -hmm. recognizing things that are taking you down or taking you to an undesirable mental place, undesirable physical place, whatever, financial, whatever it might be. Right. And um, one thing that I love to talk about with Speak That Movement, um, first of all, one of the focuses of Speak That Movement, my nonprofit, it is women empowerment mental health and social justice. And I specifically wanted a focus to be mental health as it pertains to professional women in business. Because as women in business, we deal with so many things that can impact our mental health, you know? And so one of the things that I do like to, to share all the time are the four pillars, dream it, believe it, speak it and walk it. And in particular, the speak it pillar, because I believe, you know, if there's power and speaking life over ourselves, you know, encouraging ourselves, saying positive things to ourselves, affirmations. And some people may think, oh, that doesn't work. Well, maybe it doesn't work for everybody, but I do know and I believe there's a lot of value in self-talk or just reversing the negative things that you may have heard and turning them into positives. Yeah, I was actually thinking about this um, when you talk about mental health and then you talk about speaking it. and. Um, I was just talking to someone the other day and they were saying about identifying the voice, the negative voices in your head, because very few of the negative messages that we give, that we hear ourselves, you know, that we give ourselves are actually ones that we came up with. So many of them are things that we were told by other people and we've just brought them in and that's the, the negative mental noise in our head. And so I, if we can identify whose voice is it that is speaking this to me? And do I, as you said, do I accept this? Do I believe this? And um, I, I had a guest on, I think his name was Nathan, and he was talking, he's a person with a disability, and his thing was, no label defines me, okay? Mm. So other people, what other people say about me, what other people think about me, it doesn't, it doesn't define me. And what other people have told me about myself, what other people have said about me, those voices, the, the things that I hear, they aren't the things that define my opportunity, define my ability, and 
and define my potential for yeah. achieving great things. And uh, oftentimes they're lies. They're yes. Lies. I, they're and they're lies. They're misrepresentations. They're misunderstandings. And um, nobody can see things truly from your perspective except you. And so it's someone who is not seeing the whole picture. And because they're not seeing the whole picture, they don't have the, the complete understanding. And without the complete understanding, their, their information is lacking in some way. So definitely. Uh, I, I love it. You, we didn't get a chance to really get into that, but you talked about your four pillars. And your four pillars, I think you said, we'll just, I, I just want to make sure I got them all. And that is, it's dream it, believe it, speak it, and walk it. Right. Okay. And to me, tell me a little bit about that walk it piece. What, cause you know, dream it. I understand like you, you dream big and yeah. when you have the dream, you believe it. And that's the, that's part of, um, it moves from kind of out being out there to being part of you. It becomes internalized when you speak it, it, it takes, it takes on a sound. It actually is coming out of you. But then the walk it piece, talk to me about that. Yes, yes. So the walk it piece is to me, without the walk it piece, it's, it's just a dream. It's just a thought. It's just an idea. But the walk it piece, it's like walk in it. It's action, right? It's action. So dreams come true with effort, with action. Now, granted, some people may just get a silver spoon. Life is easy. Dream it, say it. I got it. That's not typical, right, for most people. But the walk it is, for instance, if somebody out here says, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to write a book. I want um, to advance my career. Well, walk it, you know, take the steps to make it happen. You know, Dr. King is quoted for saying, um, faith is taking the first step even when you do not see the entire staircase. Mm. So that's the action piece. You know, it's, 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 it's perhaps making the list and knocking things off one step at a time. It's recognizing that every step, every effort leads to more, you know? And so I like to say, um, you know, it's not about perfection, but progression. Right. It's moving forward. Yeah, so yeah, there are there are dreamers in the world, right? There are people that have you know amazing thoughts about what could be, and there are talkers in the world, people who they can talk a good game. And but you've heard you know the people that are all talk and no action. And what you're saying is your dreams, your beliefs, your what you talk about is it, so important to put this into action and to, for it to actually happen. Listen, Tiara, you've been phenomenal. If people are looking to get a hold of you, where can they find you on the web or what's the, what's the best way to get you? Yeah, well, hey, I would love to connect, you know, connector. So I would say, uh, go to my website, you know, if, if you're interested, uh, Tiara PR Network, which is www.tiarapr.network.com. And that's where you can learn more about my PR efforts. I am proud to say that um, I was just selected as a top 40 under 40 by the Public Relations Society of America in Dallas. So um, congratulations. Uh, check out that website. Thank you. 
And then also Speak That Movement, which is my 501c3 charitable organization. You can visit www.speakthatmovement, S-P-E-A-K, thatmovement.com. And from there, you can just learn more about my efforts. There's an area to contact me. And then there's a social media handle there as well. And then I'm on LinkedIn as well, Tierra M. Tucker, and also on social media. All right. And I will happily put those links in there. And if I, you have been kind enough to offer a free discovery call for anyone who uh, gets in touch with you as well. Sure. I actually, while we were speaking, um, a notification just popped up that someone whose name I don't know just scheduled a call, a discovery call. So, yes, um, I would say uh, to do that, you can go to my website. Just go to the TRPRnetwork.com website. And there's an option that says book a call. So that's one way that you can do it. Or you can even just select the contact us option. And yeah, so I like to offer complimentary discovery calls because to me, that's the best way to get to understand someone's, I like to say dreams and goals. And then also, you know, sometimes people reach out where they just, they just want a little empowerment or encouragement from me. And that's cool too. So, um, and then also, um, I love to offer coaching services. There are people that are like, hey, I just, I need somebody to just roll with me, you know, walk with me along this journey. So sure. regardless, it starts with a conversation. So, Excellent. Thank you so much. That's a very generous offer. It is time. It's time for three questions to establish your humanity. Are you ready for these, my friend? Drum roll. Let's do it. All right. What <laughs> is your favorite season? Spring. Uh, my birthday is in spring. I love the flowers blossoming. And I think that's like, you know, we're approaching summer. Just got, you know, a little away from the cold. So I love spring. Beautiful. It's a, it's a fantastic time of year. It's the, I think it's the most empowering time of year for this. And that is everything that was dead is now coming back to life. And you're seeing that, you know, what, what looked like it was done and over is saying, no, we're not done and over. We're, we're actually just getting started. I love that. Yes. When you were a kid, did you eat your, did you eat the crust on your sandwiches or were you not a crust eater? <laughs> I like the crust and I like my sandwiches to be cut diagonally. Okay, so um, I'm assuming, it, like, is that peanut butter and jelly growing up? Jelly, ham and cheese, yes. That works. Now, just this doesn't count as an actual question, but, like, do you eat a warm ham and cheese sandwich or has it got to be cold? That is such a cool question <laughs> because I like the cheese cold but the meat a little warm. Okay. <laughs> you know what? It works as long as it makes you happy. That's okay. All right. Um, last question for you is a hamburger. Okay. What are the proper condiments to put on your hamburger? It like, um, can you do it? Do you just let the hamburger on its own? Does it, what, what goes on a properly dressed hamburger? Oh yeah. So my hamburger actually will become a cheeseburger because I'm going to put some American cheese on it, uh, ketchup. And I like mayo, but I don't like for restaurants to add the mayo. I like to add it myself because I don't, I don't like a lot. And sometimes they get a little messy. I do like lettuce, but 
you know, not the huge piece, but you know, a nice size piece of lettuce, nice juicy tomato. I'm okay with throwing a couple of pickles on, but I can live without it. Um, that's really it. You know, if, if a restaurant has a secret sauce, I'm willing to give that a try, but that's pretty much my, and my burger will be well done. Okay. Uh, well, you would fit right in here in Pittsburgh because in Pittsburgh, everything is well done. It's just the way that things are cooked here. So uh, it's, it's so funny that you say that because we were, a friend of mine was down in Florida and he went to a, a steakhouse and the steakhouse had, you know, the different levels of being cooked. And it was like rare, medium, rare, um, medium, well done and Pittsburgh style. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So, Tiara, thank you so much for being on the show. I hope folks connect with you. And then I hope that you are able to do your empowerment connection thing. I tell my listeners, I appreciate you being here today. And I will remind you that when you stop learning, you stop living. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you.